The Accounting Influencers Podcast. Cutting through the crap to bring you the very best interviews, insights and wisdom. From the planet's most influential people in the accounting and fintech world. The Accounting Influencers Podcast. And a big shout out to one of our special podcast partners, Dex.com. They wear receipt bank. They've been through a great rebound. There's a lot of great stuff going on there, Martin, isn't there, at Dex? You know what, Rob? I always speak to accounting firms about having a strong, uh, clearly articulated value proposition really early on in their messaging. You know, as soon as you see that firm, it tells you something. When I go to Dex.com, that's D-E-X-T.com, it says right in front of me, we make accountants and bookkeepers and the businesses you advise more productive, profitable, and powerful with better data and insights. Those three alliterative P's there, productive, profitable, and powerful. What a great, clear value proposition. So, as accounting practitioners listening to this, if you're looking to make your firm more productive, profitable, and powerful, not just for you, but for the businesses you advise, go to dext.com, that's D-E-X-T, dot com and start a free trial or book a demo love that dex gives you more time and better data to advise on your clients businesses so your accountants get over to dex.com thank you so it's our here's what works section this is where martin and i take a look at the practical aspects of being an accounting practitioner and giving you a few scenarios on what really works and this is not just fly in the sky stuff martin this is stuff that you and i have done throughout our careers that has shown to get results yeah absolutely and more importantly than that shown to get results over and over again often when you hear from i hate to see people of our ilk but people who are in speaking positions or teaching positions uh, and they're teaching accountants how to do something they often haven't done it or they had a client fluke it once and, and as a result, that's how you do it, the one that worked once. And what's important for our listeners to know, Rob, is that this is over and over and over again. Different size practices, different areas of the world, year in, year out. This is road-tested stuff. And we're looking today at turning conversations into business. Now, what do we mean by this? Accounting practitioners have a responsibility and expectation to bring in new work. They, they do. You're, you're quite right. They do. Uh, if I can think of a question that I've been asked very regularly in my consulting life, it, was be, it would be where they've said to me, Martin, how would you word that? And then I've worded it and they've gone, can you give us that again? <laughs> and they want, to, they want to take it down verbatim. Well, word for word and say exactly what I've said, which is difficult because I can't repeat it because I wasn't listening to what I said the first time. But nevertheless, this need for effective language, this need to get someone who is detail orientated and wants to explain everything they understand to become succinct is a challenge. So what we want to give you in this section, guys, we want to give you specific turns of phrase, specific conversations that turn your maybe polite chats with business owners into very realistic business opportunities. And I'm going to focus on two questions that accountants get asked more often than anything else and how we can turn those into opportunities. But going back to your observation, Martin, that accountants need a prescriptive structure for wording things. That's their nature, isn't it? They're all about the data. They're all about the structure, putting things into boxes, actually giving them things to say, not to turn them into a robot, but that works with their personality, their style, their approach, so they modify it for their circumstances so that it sits right with them and they deliver it naturally. That's when these kind of scripts work. That's right. And I think I've told this story on the show before, and if I haven't, you're in for a treat. 
but I was working with a practice, an eight partner firm a number of years ago, and we were, we were on first meeting objectives. So basically, what are you doing when you first meet with a prospect, no matter how they've come into your sphere of influence? I was explaining an agenda and one of the partners was saying to me, no, 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 Martin, before that, before that, before that, and kept taking me even more basic than I was explaining. Flippantly, because I have been known to be flippant, Rob, every now and again, uh, flippantly, I said, well, you might as well start with some uh, eye contact and a firm handshake. I started writing that down. I said, have you got a checklist for that? I said, really? You want a checklist that says, make eye contact, firm handshake? (laughs) I said, yeah, have you? I was like, no, no, I haven't. And nor should you have. But that is the starting point. For many firms, they, they are unsure of what to do to even that level. And that's a multi-million pound firm. We've got to start foundational though, Martin. Accountants are very technical in nature. That's the way their brain works. They're super smart qualifications coming out of the years. The softer side of things, not necessarily confident in areas like that. So let's give them what works. And, and I'm going to kick this off by saying that the question most commonly asked when one human meets another is anything along the lines of how are you? How are you doing? How's business? How are things? How is it going? That kind of general question, checking in, and most humans will answer with something like, really busy, fine thanks, not too bad. You know, those very British answers, mustn't grumble, can't complain, not too shabby, all of those things that reveal absolutely nothing about your situation. A lot of it's covering your back and trying to fake out how busy you are and how in demand you are, but it doesn't create any opportunities for further conversation. So before I come up with what they should be saying, anything you want to add to that, Martin? Uh, Just to make a distinction between open and closed questions. Uh, And again, this feels too basic to give to our audience, but we're going to do it just in case. A closed question elicits a yes, no answer. An open question elicits an explanation that allows you to dig deeper. So when we're having conversations with prospects, we should always be thinking in terms of what's going to get us more information. How do you feel about that? What happened when that took place? Is that something that's happened regularly? Allows a conversation to occur, whereas are you happy with your current accountant is a closed question that gives them a, oh, yeah. And it gives you nowhere to go with it. So we should stick to open questions. But please carry on, Rob. So if people ask you on a Monday, how was your weekend? The real reason they're asking is not because they want to know how your weekend was, but because they want to tell you how their weekend was. So after all of these, there's a return question where you fire it back. But here's my suggestion for answering the how's business question. And I'm putting in there, like I said, all those how are yous. How's it been? We've not spoken in a while. How are you doing? And we can say, yeah, doing great. Thanks for asking all of that stuff. How are you? But what if we said an answer and then gave an example afterwards that tells them really what we're doing? For instance, doing great. Working with a really interesting client in manufacturing right now and doing some fantastic work with them to help them expand into new territories. How's it going with you? So you sow that seed and you tell a little story. How have you been? Oh, yeah, I've been really busy. We're getting a lot of referrals right now for our, from our clients that want us to work with their customers because they love what we're doing in the area of X. So you put in something after that, I'm fine. And if you're going to say you're busy, say what you're busy with. What are you on with? Yeah, we're doing really well. We've just opened up this new uh, service in our accounting around tax planning, inheritance tax planning, uh, corporate finance, whatever it is we're doing. We're get, getting lots of businesses coming to us and saying, can you help us with X? 
So you're now starting to sow seeds in the mind of that prospect, might even be a client. We just opened up this new line. We just brought on this new member of staff to deal with this. We've got a lot of demand in this area, so we're bringing in new capacity for that. Tell a story so that when people ask you how's business, you sow a little seed in their mind that makes them think of you when either they've got a need for that or someone they know has a need. And something that I like about that is when you can even turn it into social proof and put it in the third person to say, well, do you know what? The, the thing we're hearing more than anything from our clients is that they have a need for. The thing we're hearing from our clients, specifically in the SME sector, is that there's a real need right now for. And, and the way in phrasing that is designed to create resonance and empathy, where the person who's speaking to you to go, oh, me too. Yeah, well, what are you doing with clients on that basis? And it's an invitation to carry on the conversation. So I love the social proof and the third-party nature of that. The, the thing I would then take that forward on when you, when, after they've answered that question is, as Rob just said, guys, you know, they're not asking about your weekend to find out how your weekend was. It's, an, it's to earn the right to tell you about their weekend. And similarly, when you're speaking to prospects who perhaps don't know you, who aren't educated in terms of accountancy in general, uh, and indeed what your firm can do, then they want people to take an interest in them more than surface level. How are you? Oh, really? Did you really? But to go beyond that. So you've asked them how their business is, you know, or they've asked you how business is. And there's an answer to that. If we put that now in the context where we asked them, we, the accountant, asked them, the business owner, how business was, and they gave us a fairly detailed answer, we can say, how does that play into the ultimate goals for the practice? And have the partners come together to decide exactly what they're doing, you know, or how the directors, I should say, come together uh, to decide what exactly what they're doing. How is the business now performing versus expectations for this year? And ultimately, what is the business trying to achieve? And what kind of support are you getting at the moment to make sure these things happen? And all of those things are turns of phrase, Rob, that I find opens up the conversation. The penny that takes a long time to drop with many firms is that they are trained to believe they have to have all the answers because they've got to balance accounts to the penny. So they don't know where everything was. But in this form of communication, they need to know all the questions. The client or potential client has got all the answers. And their job is to know what the questions are and then to shut up and listen to the answers because the answers are going to produce the next set of questions. And we're talking here about turning general conversations, chit chat, small talk, if you like, into business opportunities that can turn into revenue for you. Let me just add one more to close this off. It's another question that we get commonly asked, and this is more with a stranger. You might be chatting to someone at a networking event or conferences and events are opening up right now. You're going to be meeting people that you don't know, potential prospects, introducers, and they will ask you the question, what do you do? This is your elevator pitch, isn't it, if you like that? Answer that question where you would normally give a job title and you'd puff out your chest and say, I'm an accountant, I'm a CPA, I'm a partner in an accounting firm, which tells them absolutely nothing apart from how important you think you are. So what if we use that same principle of, well, I'm an accountant in a mid-tier firm, but you probably meet a lot of accountants. Can I just share with you something we're working on right now? You get a yes from that, and then you get permission to tell a little story. Well, we work predominantly with technology companies or creative companies, and we do this for them. And if you've asked the person that you're talking to what they do before they get a chance to ask you, then you can tailor their question. I once had a consultant 
uh, I asked him what he did and he said, I consult. Great. And uh, he said, what do you do? And I said, well, I run a training company. I said, by the way, who do you consult to? And he said, training companies. <laughs> so he got in in advance, if you like, and he could tailor his response to me. So if you ask them the question, what do you do first? Then by the time they ask you, what do you do? You can say, well, we're an accounting firm. We specialize in manufacturing companies just like yours. So you're turning that conversation into a piece of business. Otherwise, it's just a throwaway line where you tell them you're an accountant and they just move on very quickly. Thoughts? Thoughts are that there comes a time when all of this conversation making has to lead somewhere. <laughs> yes. If you are at a social gathering with uh, someone who has caught your eye and you wish to ask them out, then you wouldn't just carry on asking questions about them endlessly. You would eventually capitalize on one of your shared interests to say, oh, you like Italian too? Have you ever tried that place down on Thingy Street? No? Okay, well, good in plans Thursday. You know, and you and you go in there for a light commitment, a light commitment of some sort of next action. Similarly, in networking situations, first meeting scenarios with prospects, end of year meetings with clients that you perhaps don't know that well, all of this conversation and fact finding has to go somewhere. And in the case of prospects, you know, one of the turns of phrase that I find very effective is, and it will position me as the business owner, Martin, when's the last time you had someone take an independent view of the business? Uh, never. Why? Because you're probably fine where you are now. I don't know. But something we do, because bluntly, it, that, that this is one of the ways in which we do win work, is that we take an independent view of how someone's business is performing. This allows us to say you're in great shape, or here's some recommendations on how you can do even better. Either way, the choice is yours. There's no pressure on you whatsoever. But how would you like to take an independent view of your business from someone who's got 30 plus years experience of doing exactly that with exactly your types of business in exactly your sector. So here's what works, folks. Be a little bit more imaginative with your everyday conversations. Be a little bit more curious because who knows where it might turn to. We'll do more of these to give you some more word patterns and phrases and language to use because we know they're really helpful for you. Put it in your own style, but don't just go with the majority and close a conversation down. Think of a story, think of an example, think of something you can add on, think of a question you can bounce it back with that will turn a conversation into business. Martin, final thoughts? Just make sure your answers aren't boring. Oh, really? Hmm, things like that. Guys, I wanted to go for things like this. Tell me more about that. Well, how did that feel when it happened? So where do you go from here? And make sure that you're opening up the door to build a stronger connection, uh, resonance or level of empathy with someone who's ultimately wanted to talk to you about their business and about how someone can help them. And thank you to our special sponsors, iris.co.uk. Martin, you saw a great video just recently from Iris, didn't you? Yeah, what I think people don't understand about Iris is they were ahead of the game for MTD phase one because they were the first software vendor to be listed as approved by the HMRC for MTD filing. And guess what? They're fully prepared for the next. So they've got an MTD webinar on demand that you can catch up with at any time. Rob, where do they go to to see this? It's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. That stands for Making Tax Digital for our international listeners. And there's some great stuff there that you need to know to guide you through the whole Making Tax Digital initiative. So iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Right, Martin? That's right. So wherever you are in your journey, Iris know that they have the knowledge and tools to help you in the next steps. That's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar.